I declare that those that are focused, those that are willing and obedient, they are about to eat the good of the land in the mighty living name of Jesus. There has to be a power inside of you. There has to be an anointing inside of you to know that you're an achiever. And you know that you're going to achieve the goals that you've set for yourself in this season. Let me remind you again that God is telling you that this is a new earth. This is a new heaven. I'm, I'm creating a new earth. I'm creating a new heaven for you. It doesn't mean that God is going to shift you and create a new earth in the physical. It is in the spiritual power where God is going to create a, a new mindset for you. God is going to create a new spirit in you that you move in in this season. Not the speech you used last year. Last year was the learning curve. So this year is at another level that God is creating a new heaven for you. A new heaven is when you begin to pray new prayers and declare new things that you've never seen before. And God shall make it happen. Tell your neighbor, say it's happening in my life. Ah, you don't believe yourself. Tell your name again. Say it's happening in my life. I want to say like you know it's going to happen. Say it's going to happen in my life. There's a new earth and a new heaven for me. Hallelujah. There's a new earth and a new heaven for you. And the Bible says that we won't hear you mourning or crying anymore. We won't hear you mourning or crying anymore. Tell your neighbor, say you won't hear me crying. You won't hear me moaning. Why is it so? Because you refuse to cry. You refuse to moan. Because there's a God who's fighting for you. And this is your season. You have to go to another level. And I'm praying church becomes another level too. Hallelujah. Because it's not about one man. It's about the church. The body of Christ. And you are the body of Christ. Oh, by the way, I was written not to move, not to move, but excuse me. It's hard to stay in one place. Hallelujah. So I want to ask you this morning, tell your neighbor, say, what is in your cup? Mm. You see, it's so amazing that sometimes when you wake up in the morning, we make different kind of cups. Of tea, coffee, warm water, lemon, whatever it is that you make in your cup. And, and if I bound you, uh, whatever will spill is whatever is in your cup. And then I'm, 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 I'm asking you this morning that what is in your cup? What spills from your cup when we bump you? What is in your cup? What, what, what is in your cup? What cup has God given you? You got to ask yourself that question in this season because it's your cup. Because if you're drinking lemon, somebody else does not drink lemon. If you're drinking coffee, somebody else does not drink coffee. It's your cup. You choose to make your cup. Why am I saying this? You know, sometimes as Christians, we think that having faith means do not feel reality. Or the circumstances we're going through, having faith means that you, you, you become numb. And you, you don't feel the reality or don't see the reality. Faith is facing the reality. Faith is facing the truth. 
your circumstances and knowing where you stand. Faith is accepting where you are and what is happening in your life. Having a heavenly perspective about faith does not equate to not seeing or feeling the things of the moment. Just because we're fixed on heaven does not mean that earthly matters don't affect us. The key of faith is our mental shift. I'll say it again. The key of faith is our mental shift. That's why we're saying God is creating a new heaven and a new earth. It's a mental shift. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a new house. It doesn't mean that you're going to be living a, a different kind of life from you, the one you lived last year, but God, I know, will promote you to better things in this season, but it doesn't mean things will just shift. Oh, I'm moving again. It, it doesn't mean that things will, will, will be different. It means that this year, you know what your cup is all about. And I'm asking you, what is in your cup? Because you're going to face reality. You're going to face the truth in your life and work on it. So we have a, we have a, we have a God that has shown us examples and, and, and we want to look at Jesus. What was in Jesus' cup? Jesus had a cup that he was speaking about in Gethsemane. And that cup was about you and me. It was, it was about the, 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 the crucifixion point that he was going to go through. The pain. The nails. For a purpose. Now, I want to understand, you, you should understand that the cup is about the goal. The cup is about the end result. The cup is about what is going to come when you've drunk the cup. Hallelujah. I tell you never say name, I'm not afraid to drink my cup. See, the, the end result is coming and the end result won't disappoint you because God is on your side. God is on your side. Hallelujah. Now, the key, it was, it, was, it was Jesus experiencing the heavy reality leading up to his crucifixion. And his cup was the God mission to justify you and me, to purify mankind. Yet, no one could take that cup away from him. No one could replace him from it. It was untransferable. Hallelujah. Tell neighbor, say neighbor, your cup is untransferable. Ah, Jesus. Your cup is untransferable. God is giving you a cup for a purpose. Because he's looking at the end result. The end result is always uplifting. The end result is always joyful. That's why you have a testimony. When you look back and see, look what the Lord has done. Somebody's going to give God the glory this morning. 
tell him, Father, thank you for the classes that you're teaching me. Thank you for all that you're taking me through because you're making me a great man or a great woman of God. Hallelujah. It's your cup. But let us look at Jesus' situation in Matthew 26 in verse 37. So Jesus was about to be crucified and he knew that this cup he had to drink but it was overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. So he took Peter and two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to, to be sorrowful and troubled. He began to be sorrowful and troubled. He was thinking my cup. Verse 38. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Verse 29, 39. Sorry. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. 40. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you not, man, not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. 41. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing but the body is weak. 42. He went away a second time and he prayed, My father, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. Now when you look at the scripture, the points that we're going to see, and this is your cup, and this was Jesus' cup, but it's all the same. When your cup is in front of you, your cup will begin by making you feel sorrowful and troubled. When your cup is before you, it will make you feel sorrowful and troubled. I, I'm always amazed when people are going through the sorrow and the trouble of their cup when they come to church and they say, Pastor, please pray with me. You do not know what I'm going through. And some of them, when you begin to say, Father, they begin to weep. Because the sorrow is just so much. You're wishing that cup could move. Or, or come out of your way. So you get to the end so quickly. And Jesus went through the same thing. If God could go through the same thing, what about you? The second point your soul or your spirit will be overwhelmed with sorrow to a point set for you. In Jesus' case, it was to the point of death. I wish somebody would hear me here. <laughs> God will test you to your limit. God will test you to your limit and your limit won't destroy you because God knows where to stop. 
Jesus could take the cross, but it wasn't for you. But your test will take you to your limit, to a point where you feel, now God, I'm dying. Ah, God, now, now this is enough. And I've heard so many Christians, ah, it's enough. What is enough? What is enough? What is enough? It's enough where? where? God is going to take you to the limit where he knows you cry enough, yet he knows that enough is not enough yet for you. But I'll take you to the limit until I put you in a place where you know how to take your cup. Because this is your cup. And your cup won't choke you. Your cup won't kill you. Tell your neighbor, say, my cup. Okay, let me put it this way. I was laughing when I was, when I was getting the revelation. You know, you, 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 you take coffee. Okay, I'm staying in between. You, you, you take coffee or tea or whatever. And, 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 and some of you love sugar. Yeah, so the doctors have told us, some of us were old, don't use sugar and stuff and what. But, but when we're growing up, you know, you, you, you take the basin and, and you, you don't want to even use the spoon. You guys go, sure. And, and all you're drinking is sweet water with color from the tea. And, and you're screwing it up. But, but when, when, when you finish drinking, there's still sugar at the bottom. Because everything does not dissolve. How, how many of you can relate to that? See, because when you, when you drink your tea, when you drink your cup, there'll be things at the base that will make you remember what your cup is all about. God is going to give you a cup. God presented a cup before Jesus. And Jesus was troubled by that cup. He even cried to his father to say, Father, if it is possible, if it is possible, this thing is overwhelming. This thing is too difficult. If it is possible, and God said no. Without that cup, nothing is going to change. Without that cup, nothing is going to change. Without your cup, nothing is going to change. So you need the cup for change. You need the cup for prosperity. You need the cup for breakthrough. That's why he's there. How many of you have their cup? If you have a cup in front of you, shout a big hallelujah. Uh, some of you have cups. But praise God. Tell your neighbor, thank God for my cup. So with joy, because count it all joy. When you go through all kinds of trials and tribulations, because a new heaven has been made for you. 
A new earth has been made for you. The things of the past will never be seen. The crying in the morning will go to pass. There's a new season coming for you. And God is doing a new thing in this season. And he gave you the cup for a purpose. Maybe the cup was in 2022. But I'm telling you this time in 2023. You will see the power and the glory of going through your cup. Because God is about to lift you up. God is about to put you to another level. God is about to do something in your life. God is about to open doors because of that cup. If the cup wasn't there, you wouldn't see the difference. Tell your neighbor it's a new season. Oh, say with pastor. Say neighbor it's a new season. Someone is going to feel excited. It's a new season. Someone is going to feel it. Say it's a new season. I'm sure you don't feel it. But tell your neighbor it's a new season. Who is expecting something? Tell them it's a new season. I don't think you're expecting. Tell them it's a new season. Something is about to happen. God has opened a new heaven. God has opened a new earth in this season. It's a new season. The things of the past have gone. Can you perceive it? Can you perceive it? Because things will come to those that have faith. Things will come to those that are believers. And I believe it's a new season. I believe it. I believe it. It has to be a new season. Something new has to happen in our lives this year. Something different has to happen in our lives this year. You see, when we're praying the glory of God for this new season, uh, the, 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 the medical people are already coming up to say, mm, there's a new virus that, that might stay up and, and, and stuff. And so when, when I was talking to somebody, they said, they say, mm, I see lockdown. I say, oh, you see wrong ways. You, why, why, are you seeing, why are you seeing doom? Mm. Your spirit will be overwhelmed with sorrow to a point where God has set for you. And then number three, you will need people who can stand and watch with you. But you will discover that those people don't understand your cry at all. You need them. You, you come to church and, and, and you want to pray with somebody and, and, and you want them to pray a prayer of change. And, and they will say a so prayer. Let's hold your hands together and pray. We pray, Father, that this thing will shift in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you like, you don't hear my cry. You don't hear what I'm going through. Pastor, I need you to say to me that you and me were fasting for 14 days. We'll close ourselves in the room for 14 days and pray together. I don't need that two-minute prayer. Uh, I don't need that two. I need something powerful for this thing to change. I, I need somebody who can stand with me. But everybody's got their own agenda. But every why? Because it's your cup. It will cause you to go further on your own. Go away on your own. Go deeper. So they say, go deeper, prophet. Deeper, prophet. 
And he says, yes, I'm going deeper. Kwanza, I see your mother is a woman and your father is a man. Is that true? Deeper, pastor, deeper. I see they're older than you. Somebody said, celebrate God because he has defeated Satan. Satan has already been defeated because of the cup that Jesus had. So he said, why, 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 why is the serpent always a, a, a picture of Satan? And, and, and because he said, it's a joke. Because he's been defeated, he's got no feet. And he's been de-armed. He's got no arms. That's why he's crawling. You will need people who can stand and watch with you. But you'll discover people don't understand your cry. Now, the cup will cause you to go further away and deeper into the prayer, falling in your face and asking the Father if it is possible for the cup to be taken away from you. But whatever is going to prevail is God's will. You can cry as much as you want and sing about whatever you want about the situation, but God's will is going to prevail over your cup. But the thing is, once you're going through all those things, just like Jesus, the Spirit of God will encourage you to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. It is very important that in the season you watch and pray. Because if you're not watchful, Things will rise up against you and you won't identify them. And you won't be able to know what to pray for or to pray about. But when you're watchful about your life, you're going to be able to pray situations that are greater than ever before. I tell you, you mothers and fathers that are praying over your children, it is great to pray, to keep the prayer focused on, on God and declare that God is going to watch over the youth of this season. You see, when you're praying, you must understand that there's always a number of angels around the crown of God, around the throne of God, asking, I want to be sent. And when, and when Jesus says, go, they fly, they go, they go to your children, they go and be with them. Your child wants to do something wrong, but they find they can't because something is pulling them away from it because you prayed. So you keep praying. Don't, don't fight with your kids. Pray. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Don't watch and judge. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Report them to God. Pray. So every single person I see a church whom I feel I got to pray for, I just pray. And I know the God of power, the God of glory, one day at the time that is right for them, God will do the very thing we ask him to do about our children and they shall change in the name of Jesus. No demon has got power over our children. No demon has got power over their destiny. They shall fall in the name of Jesus. They shall open the way for them by the power of the anointing that is in your tongue. 
It's your cup. It's your cup. Everything is in the cup. What is in your cup? What is in your cup? Number six, I want to see the end result is you will have to drink your cup. The Spirit of God will encourage you to watch and pray so that anything that's trying to attempt you to, to tempt you to, to lose your focus is taken away from you. Because it's always the flesh that always wants to give up. But the spirit man is always willing. So we've got to find the power where we encourage the spirit man to stay strong. And it's always so painful for me to see that those people who need to be at church on Sunday are the ones that are not at church on Sunday. Those people who need the spirit man to be encouraged are the ones that don't come because now they're succumbing to the fresh side of their life. See, I've been praying and praying and fasting and giving offering. Nothing is happening. It's your cup. It's your cup. But one thing I know is that you've got to drink the cup and good things are going to come out of it. What is in your cup? Let us go to Hebrews 12 verse 2. Hebrews 12 and verse 2. So we have these cups that we have that are for us to live a life. But, but the greater thing is that you must always remember that you're a child of God. And the purpose of your life is to serve your God. Jesus had a cup, but the cup, the cup was about serving God. We have to learn to serve God with all our hearts. We have to learn to serve our, our God with all the challenges that we're going through. You have to serve God because the whole point is about serving God, knowing God, and doing what God is assigning you to do. Because your life is always going to be about God. Your prosperity is about God. Your breakthrough is about God. Everything that God wants to do, your blessing is about God. Your healing is about God. Everything that God wants to do is about him because he wants to show his glory to the world through you. It's you that he wants to use. It's you that he wants to promote. And you must understand that you must be usable for God. You must be usable for God. So, so we come to church and, and this morning I was, I was watching on purpose because um, there's no worship team. And, 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 and I, I could see that there's no music yet for, for praise and worship. And I stood, I just wanted to see how the leaders are going to react. Whether there's going to be some initiative to say, okay, we're going to make this happen. And I'm glad you made it happen. Give God the glory. Because we're coming to a place where there's going to be people who want to serve. 
If you want to save, you have a foresight. You see things before they come. You watch and you pray. You don't wait for the pastor to say. You can see it and you do it. And it makes things happen. So, so no one is going to ask you, go and evangelize. We're so comfortable in our church being on our own, being the right people, and we forget those that are not saved. We don't want to call anybody in our church and make them sit in these empty chairs so they can get the word and change. We're comfortable if it is us. But we need to find people and bring them to church so it can happen. So if we say that uh, Pastor Joyce is responsible for, for evangelism and you see that Pastor Joyce is not a young spring chicken, she doesn't have the energy to fly everywhere, but she's got a willpower. It's up to you to stand around and say, let me be your feet. Let me be your hands. Let me do the things so that these things happen. Don't just sit back and say, it's a duty. And when it's not going through, say, ah, she, she's failing. No, she's not. You are. This is a kingdom thing. And this is the body of Christ. And we shall all make it work. Hallelujah. So this season, I want to see a different church, I tell you. And the different church is going to start with you knowing what your cup is all about. You see your cup and you got power and glory to hold on to your cup because you know the end result is going to be good. You're not a crybaby anymore. You know you can do all things through Christ who gives you the power. See, those things that you thought were going to kill you in 2022, here you are, you're still standing. You're still standing. They didn't wipe you off, you're still standing. And God is still going to do the same. And, and I'm telling you, it's like a keyboard thing. You know, keyboard playing is do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. And then it goes on a high note, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. They're all the same keys going different, but they're all the same thing in, in different notes. And I'm telling you that God has been doing the same thing over and over again, but you still can't catch it. You still can't teach that God will never going to fail you. You still can't catch it. That God is going to still give you a cup. A cup, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> a cup that brings you promotion. You still can't catch it. That count it all joy. <coughs> when you go through all kinds of trials and tribulations. You still can't catch it that God wants to see whether you have genuine faith. You still can't catch it. In Hebrews 12 verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Scorning his shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now I want to us to look at the scripture and see that the cup had a result it was the right hand of the throne of God if it wasn't for the cup Jesus won't be sitting high and mighty 
But he said high and mighty because he had to go through the cup. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. My cup is said to me high and mighty. No matter what it is, your cup, the key is to fix your eyes on Jesus. The cup is only there to write the history of your faith. And make it even more perfect. Enjoying the cup with triumph. You're going to be triumphant at the end of the day. And the thing is that the author of your, of your, of your, of your faith. Now, an author is somebody who writes a book or a story or anything. And the author and the perfecter of your faith. The author, Jesus is the author of faith. And, and in, in the beginning he said and things became. And, and, and by faith all things were made through him. And, and he's the author of your faith and is writing a book about your faith. And you've seen, you've seen, he has seen how your faith has begun to elevate because all the cups is giving for you is to perfect that faith. You're going to come to a point where you know and you know and you know you have no worry in your life. Stress won't be your portion. Those things that come with stress won't be your portion. You know that when you stand up and pray, it's only for a season before something happens for you. It's only for a season before something happens. Because something is going to happen. Because promotion is going to come. No matter what the cup is, the end result is the promotion is going to come. Let's see what Paul said about his cup. In 1 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians 12 verse 8. Second Corinthians twelve verse eight. I'm glad my man is growing in church. Can hear him beginning to preach and pray. As brilliant. Amen. All these things are so amazing for me. I don't know how you guys, but but you know life. Sometimes. Being old for me is a joy. It's a big joy. Because the, the things I've seen. Last week I saw Asana coming to tithe. And I thought, Asana is now a working man. He's coming to tithe. So the things I've seen in my lifetime. Change that I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, things that are amazing. You know, Kwanzaa used to see your mom dressed in a uniform, going to school, carrying a satchel. And at that time, I didn't know that this wonderful man was going to come into his life. And then there'll be you guys. And I've seen that all in my eyes. And I will say, what a great God you are for all the things that you're doing that are so good. Amazing things. Pastor Princess, uh, let me not go there. She used to be so quiet and so sweet and, and, and your little girl. And I'll pick you up from my brother's gate and come to serve group and we go back. And now she's here telling you about the philosophical fenefendilal of the fenefendilal of the Bible of the Bible. 
God is amazing. Let me not lose my track. He says three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Take away this cup from me. And this is what God said in verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. My power is made perfect in your weakness. When you're crying about the cup, that's when my power is made perfect at the time you're weak. I want you to go to the weak spot because the weak spot is going to give you power. I want you to go through trials and tribulation because they're going to give you power. Because without them, you'll never call my name. But my grace is sufficient because my grace and my power is going to fall on you. When you're calling upon your name, something is going to happen. Power is going to come. It can never fail to come. Power is going to come. And power will change you. It's going to come. It's going to come. So, so don't cry, Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient, Paul. Stop crying. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast of the more glory about my weakness, says Paul. So I'll be glorious about my weakness and the things I'm going through because they're about to promote me. They're about to show me the glory of God. They're about to show me who God is in my life. Hallelujah. So this is your season. Nothing is going to stop you. Nothing is going to pull you down. The cup is always going to bring a winning anointing in your life. See, without the cup, you can't say what David said. Let's go to Psalm 23, verse 1. Psalm 23, verse 1. We start from verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. David is speaking and saying, you know, if God is on my side, there's nothing that I need that's not going to come. Because everything I need is going to come just because God is my shepherd. Now, he's putting a, a line in a, in a picture of God being a shepherd. Somebody who's heading sheep. Somebody who's heading him. Somebody who's showing him where to go. But he's going to go through places. So he says in verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I've seen that. He leads me besides quiet waters. I've seen that. Verse 3, he restores my soul. I've seen that. He guides me in paths of righteousness in, for his namesake. I've seen that. But I've also seen that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. When I'm looking at my cup, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff will comfort me. Verse 5. I know what you're doing. You're preparing a table for me in the presence of my enemies through my cup. You're anointing my head with oil and I know this cup is going to overflow. I know this cup is going to overflow. Verse 6. Surely, at the end of it all, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My cup will overflow. 
Tell your neighbor, say your cup will overflow. Jesus' cup overflew. It promoted him. Let's look at it in Philippians 2.8 as we, as we zoom down to close. Philippians 2 verse 8. We'll do 8, 9, 10, and 11. Verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. The cup was to the point of death. Even the death on the cross, there was Jesus' cup. Verse 9. Therefore God also has highly exalted him because of the cup. God has also exalted him, highly exalted him, and given the name above all names because of the cup. Verse 10. That is the sound of the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. And every, those in heaven and those on earth, the new heaven and the new earth, and those under the earth, verse 11. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God because of the cup. Let this cup pass and go say, no, it's not going to pass because I need to do something about your name. I need to do something about your name. There's going to be a testimony about your name. There's going to be something special about your name. Why are you you? Why are you you? Who are you? God is about to make something special about your name. God is about to make something special about your name. That's why the cup was there. Ephesians 1, 18. And we close. Ephesians 1, 18. Up to 22. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And in his uncomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the waking of his mighty strength. Which he exerted in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead. And seated him at the right hand side in heavenly reigns because of the cross. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. And every title that is, can be given. Not only in the present age but also in the ones to come. So you've been seated with him in heavenly places. Far above the rule and authority. Every power, every dominion, every target that can be given. Not only in the present age, but also in the ones to come. You are sitting high above all things that are in your cup. You are sitting high all above everything that is in your cup has been dealt with already. Everything that is in your cup has been dealt with already. You are you have been risen with Christ and you're seated high above everything. You are above sickness. You are above disease. You are above poverty. You are above lack. You are above all those things. You are above them. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So who is the anointing of David to say the Lord is my shepherd? I feel that anointing in my life right now. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. In 2023, I shall not be in Even though I walk through the valleys of shadow death, I will fear nothing because God is on my side. If you feel that anointing this morning, stand up with me. Who, who is standing up with me this 2023 to say, I have the anointing. I know my cup will overflow. 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 Flow. I know my cup will overflow. 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 I know it and I know it and know it. My cup will overflow. My cup will overflow. My dreams are coming to pass in 2023. My wishes are coming to pass in 2023. God is going to give me the desires of my heart in this season. I know my cup will overflow. I know I see the trials and tribulation I'm going through, but just around the corner, I'm just about to sit at the right place. I'm, uh, I'm just about to sit at the table and see my cup overflow. Oh, Jesus. I can't wait for the enemy to see my cup overflow. Uh, I can't wait for the enemy to see my cup overflow. Not because I want to show off, but no, because God wants to show off himself and say that, look what I can do to those that call upon my name. Say, my father, my God, my father, my God, I declare this is my season and i declare my father my god thank you for my cup and i know and i declare it is about to overflow thank you O lord for the anointing of overflow in my life i receive it because i know it's for your glory it's for your glory in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. It's for God's glory. The overflow is for the glory of God. Don't, don't look up the overflow because it's coming. Don't look it up and put it in your house and be proud on your own. It's for the glory of God. When the overflow comes in, look for somebody you can bless. When the overflow comes, look for something you can do for the kingdom. When the overflow comes, find five or four children that you can take to school and pay their fees. Because it's coming. The overflow is coming. But you'll be blessed to be a blessing. Your cup run it over. Your cup run it over. Raise up your hands. Father, I pray over these wonderful children of yours, a God of glory. I pray for the anointing overflow over their lives right now, God, in the mighty living name of Jesus. That they gave the power to bear this cup that is before them, Lord, because it's about to change their lives. 
promotion is about to rise up in their lives change is about to come up in their lives father gates are about to be open lord doors are about to be shackles are about to be broken oh lord in the name of jesus change is manifest in their lives right now by the power of the anointing of the god that you are in their lives oh father you did it all for a purpose lord you did it all for a promotion power that falls in them, O Lord, O God of glory, that's going to burst in their bellies and make them become wonderful and mighty men and women of God, O Father. That wherever they step, Lord, the bow, that the devil will bow and know that these are called of God. They have the mark of Christ on them and no man shall give them harm, O Father. These are their heads and not the tails, always above and ever and underneath because you've declared it so in their lives, O Father. Teach them to be your children. Teach them, O Father. To hold their cups with joy and pride because in them is their promotion we give you glory father in Jesus' name amen amen bless you all